Welcome to the What's In My Head podcast. I'm your host, Julian, and thanks for checking out the audio format of our show. If you want to watch these episodes, check us out on YouTube. Just type in youtube.com slash what's in my head podcast. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride as I bring you a piece of your childhood each and every week. Don't forget to smash that subscribe button here as well as on YouTube. Make sure to check us out on all social media platforms. That's where I'll ask you, the fans, to drop a question or two for our upcoming guests. You can find us on social media by searching at In My Head Pod. If you're digging the content, leave us a rating and review as that helps us and other fans of pop culture find us. Enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, today I've got Nika Futterman. Hopefully I pronounced that right. I just stumbled just a little bit. There are so many credits on your IMDb, your Wikipedia, everything. So obviously we'll talk about a few of them. We couldn't get to all of them, but I just want to start off. I found your name when I was watching My Gym Partner is a Monkey with my son. And I was like, holy shit. I was like, I got to look this person up. This name is, I got to figure this out. And then here we are. And like I said, looking over at all of your stuff, it is daunting, your credits. Um, how the hell did you get into voice acting? Well, let's see. So when I was, um, oh gosh, I was going to, I was going to say how old I was, but except that I can't even remember how old I was. I can just say that it was like early I was in my, you know, uh, mid twenties, early to mid twenties. I was doing regular acting and my manager at the time said, you should do voiceover. So, but I thought the trajectory of my life was going to be like, I wanted to do like Saturday Night Live. I wanted to do like, I, I thought I was going to do like, you know, that kind of thing, mad TV, you know, I, I just thought that was going to be the direction of my life. I didn't even know that voiceover existed. Mm-hmm. But the one thing I did know was that I, I didn't have any desire to be famous or have people know me that always made me really uncomfortable. So when my manager at the time said voiceover, I was like, I don't even really know what that is. What does that mean? She's like, you know, like cartoons and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, when I was a kid, I didn't grow up watching television. We weren't even allowed to watch television. I had to read these things called books. <laughs> yeah, I've got a few of them back there. I'm a huge Stephen King fan, and uh, I'm a huge cartoon and comic book. a huge Stephen King fan. Yeah. So that. So so anyway. So so like I didn't even really know. I was like, oh wow, people make a living doing that, you know? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, well, that sounds cool because you know I was doing that anyway with um kind of like imitating people and voices and everything. And I, and I said, like, that sounds really fun. Well, that week, she's like, well, I have this audition lined up for you. It's for this show called Hey Arnold. Oh, fantastic. And I was like, okay. Of course, I had no idea, you know, what Hey Arnold was. And like, I didn't know any cartoons. So I mean, I kind of knew like the old, you know, like cartoons from when I was a kid, but like, I didn't even know them that much, you know? So anyway, so I go for this audition and I get the part and I was like, wow, that's cool. And I started to get parts and all of a sudden I was like, something was like, whoa, this is, this feels like my destiny. Like, this is what I love because nobody sees me. Yeah. which I love. <laughs> I can totally be a whack job. It doesn't matter. Um, doesn't matter what I look like, what I'm wearing, what any of that stuff. And I just started to like really fall in love with it. Not only that, 
I loved all the people that I was working with because the thing about voiceover people is there isn't this like, you know, Hollywood thing. I mean, it's become more Hollywood now, yeah. but when I was starting out, it wasn't, it was just a bunch of geeksters hanging out and having a good time, you know? And I love that. And I just felt like this feels like home. So, you know, I just started to book a lot of stuff and, and then little by little at the same time, I was like still doing television on camera stuff. And I was trying to become a rock star <laughs> doing all these things, you know, so I was like trying to do all those things, but little by little, I just decided to quit everything, which was kind of fun because I never got to have a really bad experience with my on camera you know, career, I got to kind of quit when I was up, when I was still working. So I felt like, okay, good. That was like a fun part of my life, which was sort of strange to give up because my whole life I had been like, this is going to be my life. And, yeah. you know, I worked really hard to like, you know, try to do television and movies and all that kind of stuff. But I found this other thing that I fell more in love with and fit it and suited my, you know, who, who I am. Mm. And, and now, you know, whatever it's been, you know, 25 years later, 26 years later, something like that. The rest I'm, is going to like history, right? So I mean, rest man. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know, because, hey, Arnold, I mean, one of my favorite shows, I got a little football head right here in the banana suit. And then I got to have Gerald. It's from their little uh, from their little scene when they were doing the whole play and singing and all that. I, I love that cartoon hits me so hard in the feels every time I watch it. I mean, oh, Arnold had the coolest cartoon. bedroom. They always had the coolest music playing on, like the soundtrack is almost as as uh, memorable as anything that I watched on that show alone, you know? Um, well, it, 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 it was one, of, it's one of the really truly like a cartoon that like really cares. Like it's really like Craig, the creator, you know, he, he, he really, he really cared about what he was putting out there and was so passionate about it. And everyone who worked on that show was so passionate. The scripts were amazing. The characters were amazing. It was so heartfelt and, but good and funny and always, but like, it didn't, it like, it didn't treat kids like kids. You know what I mean? It, it just was like, one of, like people. yeah, like one of a kind, beautiful. Um, and then, you know, I got to, you know, be part of it in this small way, but, you know, being part of that, you know, the Pataki family, <laughs> it's like, they're such a funny family, you know, yeah. and like, uh, you know, it's just, it was, it was a great beginning to my career. Did and anybody hit you? And this might be deep cuts and I was never a Brady Bunch fan or not fan. I'm sorry. Uh, I'd never watched Brady Bunch. It just wasn't a show for me. Yeah, yeah, Did anybody yeah. ever hit you with the Marsha, 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 but Olga, Olga, Olga? No. Jesus Christ, man. What the hell is going on? In 25 years, nobody's done that? Nobody. Bullshit. It is total bullshit. I'm writing this down, and I'm going to have to Write it down it. and put it out there in the world. And... I'm going to have to send an email to Craig. If anybody okay. should have got it, it should have been Craig. Yeah, just what the hell? But, uh, you know, so, like I said, just looking over all of your stuff, it is baffling, for one. I mean, it's just, like... Going back and just looking at some of the stuff from American Dads, and some of them were they have additional voices, so I can't really pick out which character you are. But listening to you talk in your normal voice or your regular voice, as some of you guys like to call it, I don't, know what, that, I don't know what that is. No, <laughs> sometimes people say that they're like, So, what is your regular voice? I was like, I don't know. No, I'm well, there, there, there's some parts in there because I can pull I can pull Olga out of some of them. Like, I was like, Ah, right. 
that's Olga. And then I can always like, oh, that's Adam or that's, oh, that's such and such, you know, but it's always fun because there's, uh, whenever I talk like, uh, do you know who Rob Paulson is? Of course. I mean, yeah, I I don't even know why I asked that everybody should know. I mean, he's a national treasure really. Um, But I didn't expect his, like his actual voice, as weird as that sounds to sound like Rob Paulson. It just, I'm like, Dude. It actually his regular voice is kind of interesting in its way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's something about it that's like very, very distinct. Well, what you guys can do, what you got like for the longest time, I did not know until I started getting on the thing called Google. I did not know that female female actresses or actresses played yeah. male characters. I was like, I was really? and then Bart. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah like, because my voice is super annoying and it's, and you could tell I'm probably a guy. Um, so, but trying to make me sound like a girl, I just couldn't do it. Even if I wanted to try, I just couldn't do it. Well, and I think what happened, why, why, um, why chickadees end up playing young boys <laughs> is because, because, you know, women's voices don't change like guys change, right? So like you have certain shows where they used a lot of kid voices like Kay Arnold and yeah. other like, um, you know, there are, oh well, there are plenty of examples of that, but you know, there are certain creators um, that actually just always like to use kids for kids' voices and blah, blah, blah. But if you, you, it's really hard for a guy whose voice, voice has changed to play a young kid, yeah. which is why there were so many Arnolds, you know? And why like in, in Loud House, there have been already so many Lincolns, you know? Because once you're, but it's, it's like, I can totally do a real boy sounding boy, um, but it's still never gonna be as real sounding as a real boy. You know what I mean? I mean, it, I, guess, I guess so, but it's just, it's crazy to, what hurts your voice? I mean, does it, does doing a kid or doing a boy, is it different? I guess it's different muscles, but I mean, is it a different process than just doing a female or? Um. No, it doesn't. I mean, I guess I don't have to strain to do it. So it doesn't hurt my voice. I think the only thing that most voiceover people complain about in terms of that is after you've done um, like a four hour video game session, you know, screaming and everything like that. (laughs) But besides that or like sometimes i guess if i've done like four hours of like a creature voice yeah you know what i mean so it's mostly i would say video games i i i can't even remember ever being in a in a regular like show session for a for a a you know regular uh tv show that that it hurt my voice and um i just think that like no matter I mean, the older I get, obviously, you don't have the same kind of, I think, stamina that I did when I was younger. I mean, I hate to say that. I mean, but I just realized that it it, it, it it does take a lot of stamina to speak for four hours. And then if you have two sessions a day of that kind of four, that's eight hours of talking, nobody, like, I don't think any human is meant to speak for eight hours a day. Do you appreciate silence after those days? Not so much just from you, but I've always appreciated silence. Like I'm somebody who like, I love silence. I also grew up in a household with three brothers. Um, I've always been around a lot of people or lived with a lot of people or whatever. So to me, 
it's funny. I, I actually often think about that a lot when I'm driving in my car. I often, instead of putting on music, even though I love music and, and I'm obsessed with like podcasts and things like that, um, that sometimes I just have silence because it's the only time in my life where I have it. So I really do appreciate silence, but I also love, I love humans and I love voice and I love, and I, I, I love how people sound and I love imitating people and I can't help it, you know? Do you, do you see yourself, I can't remember who I talked about with it, but I noticed that whenever I go to work at someplace new or I meet somebody new, there's always that stage where you start picking up on somebody's mannerisms. So the way they hold their eye or the way they scratch or the way they throw their hands up whenever they throw some, some, some kind of exclamation, exclamation out there, whatever you want to call it. Right. Um, exclamation. I like that though, an exclamation. I was going to say. It sounds like a mix between an exclamation and an excrement. Yeah, I mean, it's it, right? it, when you're pissed it, off, you yeah. exclamate. <laughs> you shit yeah. and, and, and say something. Yeah, it's uh, something, yeah. something super punk rock about it, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's going to be the name of my new band. I love that. Thank you for that. Oh, no problem. Uh, exclamate. Just... <laughs> in Los Angeles. Exclamate. I mean, that's for sure a t shirt. If you had to put a t shirt with that word, what would it look like? Um, it would be like, uh, it would be like some like great, uh, you know, font of like exclamation. And then at the end, it would have like an exclamation point and a piece of steaming poop at like. For the <laughs> I'm glad you went there. Cause that's all I thought of. I was like the exclamation point, but it has to be the dot has to be a pile of shit. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I love that. Get on that. Okay. I'm already drawing it. So I'll, I'll show you my little notepad. I always, I always write down stuff. <laughs> So my wife's my wife's boss. Right, let me put it back in here. It says yeah. Coach Dribbles, and it's got Snoop Dogg on here. <laughs> so my wife's boss sent me this because I was like, "Oh, this is the coolest notepad I've ever had or I've ever seen in my life." And yeah. I order one, and then I had one show up on my desk or on my on my mailbox, and I was for two days, three days straight. I tried to figure out who sent it to me because I'll just get random shit sent to me. Yeah, and yeah. Sent it to me? No, no, no. You know. And then my wife was like, "Nah, it was Dana. She did it." Um, yeah, but it's a, it's, a, it's, a, yeah, it's a fantastic little. She sent me a bag of gummy dicks one time. They're like gummy <laughs> bears shaped like dicks. <laughs> like I'm certain, gummy dicks. That's awesome. I'm gonna send everybody I know gummy dicks for, especially all my business. Gummy dicks for Christmas. Well, you could also throw them out at the rock show for the ex. Uh, what was it? The exclamation? Yeah. No, but we need oh. to have no. You there's gonna be gummy shit. <laughs> Yeah, is it gummy dicks wouldn't work? It's excellent. I really, I really hope it's gummy shit, and it's just not somebody picking up dog shit. We are gonna like look at this. We already we have business plan. We're like this is so awesome. We're gonna yeah. sit here and mind. <laughs> You're a fucking fascinating person. You're probably the the most high energy person I've had on here, and it's fucking refreshing because really, really? I just have to pull teeth to get them to talk. Um, That's but awesome. this has been very yeah, it's very easy. I mean. Um, I could just sit here and talk shit all day, but I mean, I like talking cartoons and talk with people that are fun and they want to talk, you know? Okay. Huh? I said, you you could sit here and talk exclamate all day. All day with a big exclamation part or point, whatever the fuck at this point, I don't even know. Uh, <laughs> got me all got me all off track there, but nonetheless, what? man. What? Okay. Yeah, so we're, we're, we've already made a band. We've already got t-shirts. We're throwing gummy shit out there. Hopefully it's gummy. Yeah. And this is going to be, this is going to change the world. I mean, we're the next Beatles. But yeah, I got to tell you, I have no musical talent. I always wanted to hit the little ding, the little uh, triangle. Cowbell. 
Yeah, oh, they no. Gave me, oh no, the, the, the triangle. Oh, yeah, they gave me that. Yeah, they gave me that music. For a little more ballage. So, you know, I should get one of those for the podcast, you know? Whenever somebody makes a really good point, you just start ringing it. Man, I'm going to have to write that shit down. Triangle. All right. So. But, oh, uh, before I forget, though, my, I have a 10-year-old. We actually watched The Loud House, uh, and I love this. You have a 10-year-old boy or a girl? Boy. Um, <laughs> and then you're actually the first person I'm ever going to tell this. This isn't going to come out for a couple weeks, and we'll actually announce it then. But uh, my wife is pregnant, so we don't know what we're going <laughs> to Yeah, we don't know what we're going to have yet. I can't wait. I'm hoping it's a little girl. Um, I, 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 when I was younger, I didn't want a little girl because I was always deployed, and I didn't want to, you know, have to come and beat up a little kid when I got back. They would forget. I wouldn't. You know, but now that I have a 10 year old boy, he'll be 11 in January and he does karate. Um, he can just kick the shit out of whoever messes with her. So I, I really want to, I really want a little girl. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it is over the last couple of years, but my kid competes in sparring tournaments and all this other stuff with karate. And I saw these two little girls uh, in the belt, the belts before him. Right. So the time before him and they were just Bah, I was the craziest shit I've ever seen. I'm like, I don't have to have anybody protect them. I only like to just throw them in karate. I mean, these kids are beating the shit. They're scaring me. I'm like beating the shit out of everybody else. I'm, I, you know, so I'm like, yes, I want a girl now. So, um, but yeah, yeah. So I'm that's super excited. Spread, man. That's a spread. Yeah. Well, I mean, my wife was never really supposed to get pregnant. You know, she almost died when we, when she was younger, uh, she was in a bad car accident. Um, oh put her into a coma for a little while and then um, messed up all of her insides. Uh, ah. Yeah. And then so she was net, we were never supposed to have one, let alone we have another one on the way. So yeah. Babies. Yeah. I, I can't wait. I, Cause I missed, I missed almost my kid's first four years of his life just being deployed. So yeah. it was nice to see that I get to redo that or I get to experience that now. So it's, it's fun. So I'm really excited and I, I just, I can't wait. Um, but yeah, I don't know how we got on here. Uh, oh, a, a kid, the kid talking because he liked Loud Show or Loud House, excuse he me. He liked Loud House. Yes. Um, he wanted to know because uh, he always asks who I'm interviewing or who I'm talking to, and he always wants to ask a question. So he was like, what was your, what was your most uh, fun episode? And this is quote unquote, so he needs to stay in school. What was your most fun episode recording uh, of the Loud House? Well, of course, it's my, you know, musical extravaganza. Mm-hmm. what was the episode called you know where I got to like do you remember the episode where Luna um she why what's the name of the episode I'm so terrible that I, I should know names of episodes oh, it, it, it's uh where where Luna you know is like given this where, where she wins the the singing competition do you remember that one and and yep. and and she sings all those songs and also and and is it really loud music? Maybe is that and every but all the other kids sing yeah, songs really too. Yep. Yeah, really loud music. That's what it was. Just oh, it. I think that has to be my favorite episode. I was, mean, I, it has to be just because like it was just so much fun, and also I get to you know it's like so rare where I get to like really have fun singing. So I mean, I I sing for quite a few shows that I've done, but none of them are as fun as singing as Luna Loud because you know they have these like you know fun poppy and like you know ballady and all kinds of fun songs that i get to sing so is it that that was definitely my favorite is it difficult because like a lot of a lot of guys and girls that i've talked to that they're in the voice acting world um some do and then some don't sing because they can't do it in you know whatever character's voice they're yeah yeah 
how difficult would you say is it just does it come natural or easy for you or is it just another skill that you kind of have to adapt and evolve and grow into you mean being able to sing in the character's voice it depends on the character right so like with luna that that's it's it's most of the time pretty easy although it's not exactly my voice so so it's not always easy easy but i would say with her it's the closest to being easy but then like um I have to sing quite a bit for um, like mini the when I play you, I play this little bird Kukuloka for Minnie Mouse. I play Minnie Mouse's bird in a bunch of shows, and so they sing quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And she can't really sing. And uh, she also she talks like this, right? <laughs> so when I'm singing, if the songs that I had to sing for her, I sang in my regular voice, they would be easy. Yeah. But um, and then also the 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 person that that writes those songs a lot of times he gives me harmonies, and I suck singing harmonies. But for some reason he keeps giving them to me, and I'm just like, what are you doing, man? But singing with her, it's like it's almost like when I'm her as a character, I almost can't hear like the stuff as well as I could hear if I was just singing in my own voice. I know that sounds weird, but it's oh, like no, not at all. singing. How, I'm figuring out how to do the this stuff in her voice, but she can't really sing. <laughs> but I have to make it sort of sound good, but she doesn't sing that well, so it can't be that good. But anyway, so, you know, it's like, uh, you know, so I would say it depends on the character. You get a very Joe Pesci vibe on that one right there. Totally. That's who I thought about. Yeah, Goodfellas. So. No, I, this was such a good story for, for, it's like a Disney story with when I first auditioned for the character, right? She's this little yellow bird. She looks very Disney with little big like a bow, little yellow bow, and she's got her little bit, her her big, um, what do you call these? Eyelashes, yes. So I haven't been drinking, I swear. <laughs> I think I swear. Um, and so she looks really cute. So I gave him two ideas, but in my mind, I thought it would be so much fun if like she looked really cute, but then she she talked like this, right? Yeah. Um, and also in with Disney characters, they always had them. They've been the same kind of like, you know, forever. So I thought, why don't we add a little edge to the Disney world? Right. Mm-hmm. So first thing they did, they're like, ah, we can't do that. So I went and I recorded in the cute voice that I came up with for her. And we did like a bunch of episodes of this show. This was years ago now. And uh, then like, I don't know, seven or eight episodes in, they came back. They're like, you know what? Wonderful. Let's try the other. Di- let's do it. Let's do it. So then I went and I did re did those episodes again, and then they were like, "Now nah, we can't do it." Oh. And they changed their mind again, and then they said, "No, we have to do it this way." Like it's just it's too funny. And so over the years, they it's been good for like the writers and stuff because they say it adds a a new edge mm-hmm. to kind of like that Disney pack of characters. And and then it, there's also like a you know I get to be the 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 dry but funny character against the regular, you know, character. So right. it's it kind of a, it's fun. To, it's it's fun that they 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 went for it and said yes to it. And now now they've kept her around for a bunch of shows, which is awesome. <laughs> I'd, I'd love to see in a world where you know we're getting Marvel and Sony crossing over for movies. Yeah. I'd love to see the new Animaniacs and Mickey Mouse crossover, just so I can get the little bird go with the pigeons. From Goodfellas. I right. think I'm going to write this one down too. Yeah, write, write it down. Birds 
from a flock. Of a feather flock together. So shit, turtles fell down. Um, but yeah, I, so I, it's, I got my little, I, I had a very surreal moment yesterday. I had uh, probably the biggest influence on me as a, as a kid and an adult. If you couldn't tell, I'm kind of into Ninja Turtles. No, I had no idea. But me neither. I mean, I got them all over my arms and all over this place, uh, you know, so um, I got to talk to Kevin Eastman last night, which is the co-creator of Ninja Turtles. So uh, two things came from that. I didn't cry, which I was super worried I was going to. I'm just sitting here, ugly, ugly guy crying. Um, and then two, I was like, man, this guy is cool. I, I, they always say never meet your heroes. Boys and girls, it's not anywhere near true. Meet your heroes. Um, if they suck, just pick a better hero, I guess. Um, but he was fantastic. Uh, oh, that's so cool. If, with you, the reason I bring up this story with, with you, um, you know, you said you never really searched for fame or you didn't want to be known or you didn't want to be recognized. Right. Has there been anybody in this business that you just like nerded out over or you're like, oh my God, oh my God, it's him or her? Well, I mean, I kind of like, I, first of all, I didn't know since I didn't know about the business. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know like who were the superstars in the business. I didn't know when I started out that I was actually working with like tons of like, <laughs> you know, like voiceover superstars. Yeah. Um, so I know this is stupid to say, but like, I, I like feel that way on a daily basis, but I don't, it, because I, like, I don't nerd out with, you know, actor people. I kind of feel like my whole life is like a nerd fest. Um, and so like, even when I started out and I was working with like, you know, some of my first jobs were like the, with the best in the business, you know, with like, you know, Billy West and like Mark Hamill and like all the, you know, like, you know, everyone knows Mark is, you know, Star Wars. And of course, Joker. as we should, yeah. but Mark is a fierce voiceover dude that like is so amazing in the voiceover world. Mm -hmm. And I was working with him when I was young, when in my, in my first jobs, you know, we did like uh, Woody Woodpecker together and stuff. And like, you know, I was so in awe of how amazing these guys were um, that it just was kind of like what I existed in. And so I, I geeked out in, in how incredibly talented they were, but I guess not in the same way that, I know this sounds super crazy, but, um, I'm more that way with in my poker life, right? Because I play poker and now I've been playing probably now for like 17 years or something. That's where I geek out when I go and I play like a, because poker is different than other things where you can go and you're playing with it. All you have to do is buy in and you're, you're playing with the best in the world, yeah. right? So I'm like sitting next to like the best players in the world and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you know and so that kind of thing that's when I geek out I know it's it sounds crazy but with 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 voiceover people you know and like people that are just so crazy talented you know like you know um you know like D Baker and like you know like I mean I pretty much I would say every single job I do I'm working with you know crazy talented people i mean like everybody on the loud house you know it's like all my sisters on the loud house are so insanely talented you know just go down the list you know it's like so i constantly am just like in awe of everybody's talent um 
that was a long-winded answer. Oh, no, <laughs> not, not at all. I, I like it when you guys go down, you know, rabbit holes or long-winded answers. I like seeing that because it, it's just there. It always spawns off a couple different questions at this point. Um, one, I, I just want to say one more thing to that to just not interrupt you, but because like, don't you find that in a way you end up geeking out more in the things that like you're personally not in? You know what I mean? Like for me, voiceover, obviously, like I said, I'm so in awe of everybody that I work with that are so talented. Um, but then when it comes to like meeting an author of a book I've written because I, I wish I, I could write, you know, and I all the things I wish I could do, like be the best poker player in the world or like that kind of stuff. That's when you super duper geek out, right? It, so in, blah, I mean, blah, blah, blah. I mean, in a way. I guess, I guess it really depends because I've always been fascinated. I get told I talk too much. And then my <laughs> wife actually came up, <laughs> my wife actually got, came up with a name for this because when I started doing podcasts and I've only been doing it for what's today fucking November something. I don't know. Ninth. Um, I've only really been doing this for roughly two months. Give or take. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, when I set out to do this shit, it was just because I had such a fascination with these Ninja Turtle guys. Right. I love that first movie. That movie was. Can I tell you, can I tell you my story with Ninja Turtles? You know, oh, my story with Ninja Turtles. Go for it. Go for it. I'd love to hear it. I don't know what movie, where it was in the realm of things that I was involved in, but you would get to know it by the thank you I got. That's all I am in the credits is I get a thank you, right? Yeah. Okay, well, with this particular, which was, I guess, the one that uh, Sarah Michelle Geller ended up playing, um, what's her face? The lead character. Do you know which I, movie I'm talking about? When not April. Uh... When she played April the animated version. Oh, the 2007 animated movie. Okay, so check it. That movie, I spent two years of my life playing April and the bad ninja chick. What's her name again? Oh, Karai? Yes, I played both of them for all the scratch tracks for for, for that movie. Both, both characters, right? They What's hired, what they do to animate the movie. Oh, okay. I, 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 I scratched both characters, right? Yeah. Initially, they were just gonna keep me for both characters. But then of course they needed to find superstars. So I literally spent years of my life scratching those, the, the animation for that movie. And then two weeks before it came out, they, I think it was two weeks. It was it, no more than a month before it came out. They replaced me with Sarah and, uh, I forgot who played Karai in that one. You know, oh. that, that high actress from Hong Kong or somewhere. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, but listen, I had no, I already knew, I had, I knew at some point they were going to have to do that because also Weinstein, that lovely man yeah. came and we have to get, you know, names on this. And so, but I, so I spent, I spent quite a few years like uh, in the Ninja Tur Turtle world, having fun playing both of those chicks. Um, it, it's, it's crazy that not only would they replace somebody, but like, I, I don't know, I would take it personal, um, because there's a few things that went into just anything in my life. I always, whenever somebody says one, I can't do something or two, they tell me I'm just not good at something. I write that down. I generally write down the day, the time, who it was, and I circle it that way. When I come back, whether it a week, 10 days, whatever it is, however long it takes me to master something they said I wasn't good at. I'm going to hold up this piece of paper and say, hey, fuckhead, remember this? <laughs> I did. 
And you know, in a sense, it's probably not good, but in another sense, it's great because, you know, it gives you a passion, it gives you a drive, it gives you a reason to be better, not only to show them, but you're showing yourself in the end. Um, they, they, you know, in this, this, the, and I a hundred percent agree with you on that. I, I just think, you know, in this world that I'm in, you know, that kind of shit happens all the time. Yeah. And so for me, I was just like, all right, they paid me, you know, whatever. I knew it was going to happen. I was pretty sure it was going to happen. I was actually surprised that they kept me on as long as they did. Um, but, you know, it happens all the time. I mean, I have lots of other stories where, you know, you'd be surprised that, you know, like right before the end of a movie coming out or whatever, they had to get a name person because they either the movie was they thought was going to tank and yeah. they thought that would help it. Um, I won't mention some of those names. There is a star. Okay film in there but um billy west mentioned quite a few of them <laughs> yeah yeah and you would think with billy i mean there's billy you know who's a fucking icon you know what i mean and uh, what i what i called him him and uh rob were two of the names i sought out when i wanted to do this podcast besides besides being some of the nicest oh. dude in the world right and then not only was were they gracious with their time and they were fantastic guests um I've never, my face has never hurt more than talking to those two guys. Um, <laughs> with Rob, I didn't do it through Zoom. He wanted to do it through the phone, which I'm glad, but I'm not, I'm glad I got to talk to him because I, I, my, my eyes watered up multiple times, just being like, just sitting there and I could close my eyes and then just transported back to not, not, not so much a happier time, but like a time where I just didn't have bills. I didn't have you know, stress the way I thought I had stress. And then for just something like a voice that you hear. And like I said, you just transport. It's like whenever your mom or your dad, whoever cooked for you when you're younger, you smell like me, my granny's chicken and dumplings, that dish and her fried chicken are the two dishes. And cause I, I cook for a living. So those are the two oh, dishes. You do? Yes. Yes. Um, I'm pretty good at it. I don't like to toot my own horn. That's a lie. I like to toot my own horn when it comes to food. Um, How about your chicken and dumplings though? What's that? Are you good at chicken and dumplings? Uh, one, if I wasn't, my granny would come back to life and choke the life out of me. Um, and two, those two dishes hold such a special place in my heart that I make sure that when I do those two dishes, it has the utmost respect, the utmost attention. It's not like I take more attention or more you know, patience or anything with those two dishes, but yeah. those two dishes mean so much to me um, that, that if I do anything less than perfect in my eyes, I'll throw the whole dish away. And I've done it multiple times where I've finished the dish. And this is bad, especially in this day and age where we're wasting food. But if I wouldn't serve it to my granny or if I wouldn't serve it to my mom or I wouldn't serve it to my wife, it's something that I can't take ownership of. I'm just okay. like, fuck it. I, I'll do it over and I'll make it right this time. Um, but it's just crazy what you guys do. You know, a lot of you guys just say it's just talking or it's just me doing something. It's me reading, right? It's crazy what you guys do transports people to a whole new either time, headspace, what have you. I mean, when you sit there and think about what you do for a living, what what goes through your head when when you like shit, man, this guy's talking to me about Olga and Adam and all these other people. What's going through your head, though, um, just coming from a guy like me when I'm, when I'm doing it or like when I'm thinking about the fact that I get to do it. <laughs> I, guess, I, guess I think I fucking hit the lottery. <laughs> yeah. That goes through my head on a daily basis. Hashtag yeah. gratitude. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> Hashtag blessed, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, no, I I think about it 
every second how lucky I am. And I, I never, ever, ever stop feeling gratitude. That's, I think, all the time. When I'm doing my work, uh, when I'm doing my work, <laughs> no, I, 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 it, 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 I, I can't explain it, but I would say that it's probably like lots of other people who are creating whatever they create. It's like, if you, I'm not a religious person, I would say, but I'm pretty spiritual, you know? So I feel like something from some other place and it's like, it just comes through you, you know what I mean? Yeah. And if it's a character that you're meant to be, you know, like I'll audition for things and I'm like, you know, that sucked. And, I, and, I, and I'll either say to my agent or whatever, I'm like, you know what? I'm not even gonna submit that because there's gonna be someone out there who will crush that. Yeah, it, It's not me. Um, but there are times that like I read for something and I'm just like, holy shit, I have to do this. And then, you know, and, and when, when that dream comes true and I'm doing it, it's just like, I'm in it. It's just like, I am that person. I auditioned for this role the other day. Can't say what it is right now. Cause I haven't gotten it and who knows if I will, but I'm just telling you, it's been a really long time since I read for something that I was just like, I fucking have to get this thing. It is the funniest. And it's an adult cartoon. So yeah. it's like edgy and, you know, yeah. good shit. Like, good shit. And um, and I got called back for it. And I was like, yes, they felt the same way that I did. I felt it, you know? And um, so now I'm waiting to find out. Maybe next time we'll talk, I'll tell you I'll, what, what it is if I get it. Obviously, I can tell you if I didn't get it either. But Hopefully I hear something like this week and they're like, you got it. Um, but those kind of things, it's like, so when I'm auditioning for them or I'm actually have gotten it and I'm doing it, it's just like, I'm in it. And I'm not thinking about anything except that I'm this character. Yeah. Like you don't, you're not thinking. I mean, I mean, I would think it's the same thing like when you're cooking, it's, it's like you feel it, right? Like people are like, well, you know, like measuring things of how much you put into a recipe. You don't fucking do that anymore. You feel it. It's soul. It's soul. Yeah. And you feel that. And you don't have to think about it where I would have to go and like read the recipe. Okay, that's half. <laughs> you know, it's like you don't have to do it. It's the same thing with me with voiceover. It's like, you're saying, oh, it's so difficult. Like, how do you guys do that? Same thing. Everybody has, I truly believe this, and I always wish it for everybody in the world. Yeah. Everybody's got their thing. Mm -hmm. Sadly, not everybody finds it in their lifetime or they get too scared to seek it out. Yeah. Right? Um, it sounds to me like, you grew up and just hearing how you talk and how you're the kind of man that like is even willing to say like I, I was going to cry or whatever yeah. like there are tons of dudes who are obviously you were raised in a place where you knew love and you oh, yeah. seeked out and so that you have a, you know the that you were given permission to like be and do and be who you are and and seek out your 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 you know passions yeah and sadly, not everybody gets that, you know, and um, but everybody has it. Everybody's got their their everybody's got a gift. Everybody's got a gift and doesn't matter who you are. 
you just get, and then some people, you know, have just like crazy fucked up lives or become serial killers, but then they make crazy art when they're in prison. <laughs> and some of them run the country or some of them act in movies. So sort of like James some Trump. of them won't be running the country anymore, but wait, we're talking politics. Oh, but I could go on and on, but we won't do that. Cause you know what? I believe like our president elect says that we must have compassion for everybody and everybody has a voice and I respect everybody's opinion, but sayonara motherfucker. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know too much about politics. Um, so yeah, you know what? I, I don't even say, we don't even need to talk politics. No, what I'm saying is this, I will talk this. And the bottom line with everything mm. is love. Yeah. Hands down, man. There's let's, find a way, let's find a way for all of us, everybody on the planet, one people, one planet. That's it, baby. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of, I've always said it, man. There's plenty of room at the table for everybody, man. You just got to slide down. Everybody's got to scoot in, you know. Yep. I don't exactly. know. This this world is so crazy. I mean, I I wish that, it's probably not that it's crazy or it's any different than what it used to be. It's just so highlighted or the negativity is so much highlight, so more highlighted than it used to be. Um, news, social media, if it bleeds, it leads type of shit. So I'm hoping like one day we can actually, you know, have discussions, have talks, you yeah. know, actually talk, not just sit here and yell or scream or, you know, don't get me wrong. I like, I'm a huge comedian, a huge fan of comedy. I love right. comedians. So when shit's funny, regardless of what it is, I think it's fucking hilarious. It could be, you know, whatever it's, if, if you know who Sam Kinison is, that fucker was notorious for punching down. I mean, yeah. most of the time people punch up they're you know, attacking the upper class attacking this, you know, with, with, with comedy. Um, so there's, there's always a sign in there for something that's lowbrow or humor, or, you know, poop joke, I think is still funny. Like if my son farts, I think it's the funniest thing in the world. Uh, I mean, he did it. <laughs> I mean, he's probably going to hate me for putting it up there because he listens to all the podcasts. I always send it to him. So okay. I get, I get at least one view from him dedicated because I know he'll listen to the whole thing. And then he'll, <laughs> He'll have his little notepad too. And he's sitting there writing, dad, you should have said this, you know, or Hey, next time, you know, say something like this. So he's, he's, he helped out considerably. Um, he's your producer. What's that? He's your producer. He's like sitting yeah. back. Yeah. You know, anyway. yeah. yeah. I'm just getting eight pages of notes every episode. I'm like, shit, this isn't <laughs> fun anymore. <laughs> um, but you know, he, he, he's, he's that type of kid that, you know, um, he thinks it's weird. Like I laugh at a fart joke or if he farts walks by or something weird like that happens. I think it's hilarious. And he was getting his purple belt, um, two weeks ago. Right. And he's just sitting there rock, rocking back and forth. And he lets one out and it's dead silent in the crowd. Cause somebody's doing their whole thing. And he's like, Oh shit. And he's like a redhead like me. So his face instantly floods red. So I'm like, ha! you hear me in the video. I point and I laugh at him. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's so good. I know. I know. It's like, and especially dudes, man, fart jokes never get old. Never. Fart jokes, poop jokes, dick jokes, they're all fucking the same thing. It was like on um, Sanjay and Craig. Did you ever watch Sanjay and Craig? My kid did, and I caught a little bit of it, but that one was yeah. uh, still going when I was uh, still in the Navy, so I was in and out. Uh, and okay, and yeah, out. so everything, I always just thought it was so funny how, like, there were just so many fart jokes, and I was like, mm -hmm. yeah, this is total dude stuff. Just fart joke galore. It was, a, it was a Kevin Smith style cartoon. And I absolutely loved the pieces that I saw. Um, Mike, he'll go back and he'll watch stuff that he's already watched a hundred times. Yeah. And yeah. then he'll read, like he watched Cobra Kai 
once it hit Netflix, he watched Cobra Kai at least from season one to season two, all the way through and back at least five or six different times. Um, I mean, I guess I did that with cartoons myself, but I can probably quote every damn word in Cobra Kai. And it's a fantastic show. Don't get me wrong. I love the show. It is, it is pure. It's like they pulled everybody out of the eighties. They can yeah. still call kids pussies, which is fantastic. Um, it's nothing is PC about it. It is great because it's just like in a world that is so different than what the eighties movies used to be. And then you see that kind of throwback and then nobody's sitting there telling him he's got masculine, masculine talk or mass was it toxic masculinity. Excuse me. I can't fucking talk to him. Um, it's, it's just funny to see like, man, this shit still works. You could still call a kid a pussy. And I mean, you'll probably get yelled at for it. I know I have, um, but it's, it still works in 2020. So <laughs> fantastic. Um, Social media has fucked everything up, man. We have to be so PC. It just sucks. And, you know, there's so many wonderful things about like things like the Me Too movement and all that. And there's, there's more great than bad, but it's like, I miss the good old days where we could just like, you know, we always talk about this in like the voiceover world, you know, where you could just be totally inappropriate with each other. And like, cause you know, it's like, we're, there's a difference, you know, people know, like when you're in comedy land, it's like, we know we can fuck with each other. And I, I, I miss that era. I, I hope at some point we kind of get back to that, you know, cause I think there's a way that if we raise our children to feel good about themselves, we don't have to worry about fuckheads taking advantage, you know? Yep. Um, but uh, that's a whole other discussion. Did you see the Dave Chappelle opening for Saturday Night Live this week? That's, that's the only thing I watched. He, uh, He's come up on the show, not like he's come on the show. I would love him. He's my favorite comedian of all time. Um, he, him and Bill Burr. I don't know if you yeah. know, if you watch Bill Burr, his uh, special on Paper Tiger. Paper Tiger's the name of special. I'm so glad people like Dave Chappelle and Bill Burr and Chris Rock, those are my three all-time yeah. great, um, exist. He is the funniest person I have ever seen in my so life. So funny. And he's so real and he's so fucking on point, you know? And that was like, got such a genius opening. I mean, it was just, cause it's so fucking heart wrenching cause it's all real, but it's just like, I feel the same way he does. You know, it's just like every fucking thing is funny even when it's terrible, Yeah. you know? And that we have to find humor in it because that is actually power, you know? Yeah. But, 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 but he can move, he can shift the world and how we look at it through humor in such a genius way anyway it's, it's really it's really the last it's the last frontier of free speech and being you know everybody says you can be you but you have to be you in this box this right. is what you're going to be packaged as this is what you're allowed to say and not allowed to say and when right. you sit there and regardless of whatever you do for a living you know Everybody says food is the arts. Everybody says acting and voice acting is the arts. Right. It is in a sense because you're making art. But at the end of the day, you didn't come out. I mean, maybe you did. I know I didn't with food. I didn't come out knowing how to grab that much salt, throw it into a pot. And, you know, man, that's seasoned correctly. I'm sure right. you had a lot of bumps and stuff along the way. It's really a craft. And right. when you've got somebody like Dave Chappelle or Chris Rock or Bill Burr, insert favorite comedian here, um, they're the last people that are at the top of their craft and they can take an entire room and, and he can talk about George Floyd. He can yeah. talk about the me too movement. He can talk about that piece of shit, Harvey Weinstein, um, and Bill Cosby and all these people. And he can tell you how bad it is. But at the end of the day, he can take a, a super negative 
make you laugh and make you think. That's the probably the craziest right. thing is, is right. that's what comedy is. That's what stuff right. is good is. It makes you think. It's not just right. ha ha ha, next joke. Ha ha ha, he's talking about a kid in a wheelchair or he's talking about this or he's talking about this. He's making you, it's thought provoking. And it's right. fascinating that yeah. in 2020 that we can still have a person like Dave, Dave Chappelle, I love you is what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> it, it, I love it, Dave. Yeah, I mean, like I said, he was the first sketch show I ever watched. Well, that's not true. In Living Color was right. um, way before Mad TV or SNL. Right. Um, but it, it's just he's a fucking national treasure is essentially what I'm getting at. We need more people like him yep. uh, to really speak and really progress where we're at. That kind of stuff. We, and we need and social media sucks. I hate it. I yep. hate it. I hate it. I hate the pressure it puts on young people. I hate the pressure it puts on everybody. Yeah. that's why I just really don't do it I suck at it I mean I feel so bad for all the people who are so lovely in how they express their love of what I do I feel bad because you know I'm just hardly ever on social media and um I feel bad because you know I should be communicating more with those who have showed me love but it's nothing personal I just I feel like once I fall down that hole and I, I I'm constantly getting the pressure that I need to fall down that hole. Yeah. But then I feel like I have to like present my life or make my life, you know, or show my life in a certain way or, you know, and I just feel like when you're doing the real deal of life, living your life, of which I'm not saying people who do do social media, like yeah. I'm not, there's no judgment here. I'm just saying for me, it's kind of like, you know, living your life or taking pictures the whole time you're, you're experiencing yeah. it. You know, it's just like, you can't go and live something if the, every moment you're living, you're capturing it, you know, in video or, and I feel so bad because I have a, I have a young kid too. I have a 11 year old daughter, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just like, I see what it is. It's just like constant, like you have to, or it's this totally feeling different. that you have to be relevant or you have to, and you know, people like Dave Chappelle, like a, just a perfect example of just like, he, he's, he, he just is, yeah. you know what I mean? He's living he's, in the moment. Like, he's living in the moment and, yeah. and, and he gets it. And that's, that's when you find your real, you know, anyway. It's when you find, it's a hundred percent. It's when you find you. And I mean, you brought yeah. up something cool because um, like I said, I'm a huge Ninja Turtle fan. So don't hold this against me. It's, it's a sickening thing, essentially. Um, <laughs> holding, up, holding up your phone, right. To record something. I can't remember who said it. Uh, Cause I listen. I pretty much quit listening to music, essentially the stuff that I grew up on. And then from time to time, I'll stick my head back in the water and try something new. Yeah. Um, I'm just stuck in the 90s with that grunge era, the hip hop era, right. the R&B. It's just, a, it's like cartoons. That renaissance for music was really that late 80s to mid, eh, probably mid 2000s, especially with cartoons and music, at least right. for me. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I was listening to a podcast and it might have been Chris Jericho's podcast because I'm a wrestling fan too. Um, <laughs> You always get looked at weird, like, oh, man, you sit here and watch. You're 31 years old. You watch wrestling. I'm like, it's no different than going to a movie or watching a cartoon. They're putting on a show. My father-in-law is 92, and he's a wrestling fan. So. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Tell him I'm proud of him. Keep it going, because we need more yeah. 92-year-olds watching wrestling. Yeah, it's the craziest thing you've ever seen. Like, that's all he watches is wrestling. But anyway, another <laughs> conversation. Oh, no, it's perfectly. Like I said, I like, I like one Not so bad. Yeah, I mean, it, you could be watching worse shit. I mean, I mean, it's just fun. It's entertaining. It's, I don't. I just sit there and just veg out. I smoke a joint. And just like, man, this is what we're doing now. 
Yep, he got slammed. I hope it didn't hurt his head. But, you know, and I think, like I said, the thing was Chris Jericho, and he was sitting, he's like, it's amazing when you're at a show and then all you see is this, and everybody front row watching the show through this. Yeah. Instead of just going, you know, and I catch myself doing it. And now I don't record anything on my phone unless it's my kid whenever he does something with karate because I want him to be able to see it because my mom was around, but my dad wasn't around. He's since um, came back into my life. Um, so he's, we're trying to do the whole, um, you know, reconciliation thing or, you know, trying to get used, I guess, to, you know, he's a dad, he's not just a sperm donor anymore. You know, he didn't just come in my mom and leave that type of thing, you know? So it's very weird getting over, you know, somebody's just for my whole life, I was sitting there thinking like, why didn't they, and I'm not going to get sappy or anything, but why didn't he want me like that type of thing? So trying to get over that hurdle, um, you know, is weird. And then I, like I said, I, I catch myself doing it. So unless I'm recording my kid, because I want him to have, you know, something with him in karate, I didn't have anybody recording me doing basketball, mainly because we didn't have phones back then. Right. But I would love to see myself what I look like back then. Cause I knew I had, I had some swagger. It wasn't like getting girl swagger it was swagger on the court. Cause I was a chunkier <laughs> guy, you know, so I, I, had, I had some swag, right? So I knew I was a character if anything else. Right. Um, so I would love to see that, but that's the main reason I do it for him. And plus with him sparring, he wants to get better. He's just like me. How can I make this dish better? What was, what did you like? And what didn't you like about my dish that I made? He's the same way with karate. He was like, what did you see that I didn't see? Or Mm -hmm. what do you think I could have done better? So it's improvement, right? I love that. that. It's fantastic. Especially in today's day and age where everybody is coddled or everybody is like, ah, you get a trophy, even if you lose. Right. it's good to an extent, but I do think it, it, it kind of retards growth, if that makes sense. It doesn't let the kids be as good as they possibly can be um, right. when they just know that all I got to do is just show up and uh, it is what right. it is, right? Um, right. So it's, it's, it's refreshing to see that in a 10-year-old. Um, it's amazing, but obviously he, he, you're, you've been an example for him. I mean, that's the yeah. beautiful thing. It's, it's like, that, that's it because nobody gives us a, you know, a book on like how do you be a perfect parent like it's impossible right so all you can do is be an example of that so he sees that and it's beautiful I mean again it's like this is this like whole other conversation for our the parenting podcast that you're doing (laughs) oh man I'd be I'd be fucking crucified I mean I I I'm I'm sure like you you we've we've made some mistakes and there's things that keep me up that I wish I would have done better or handled better or, you know, not said that that way, explained it more. Um, but like you said, there's no book on this shit. And all those books that they do have you read, it's when to, what to expect when you're expecting. Horseshit book. I don't <laughs> understand how I want as many people that buys that bullshit book every year when they have a kid to watch this fucking to watch this podcast. Because I'll yeah. tell you some shit about parenting that's not in that book. And it's the same thing. Like when we're talking social media earlier, I want just as many views as chicks with asses and big tits get on Instagram. I want to be a podcasting thought, if you will. I I wanted to get out there, but it's just just crazy what what you can have a little kid. Right. Um, And then it's like, all right, man, uh, good luck. Um, Don't fuck them up. You know, I'm sitting there and I didn't, I've never held a baby before I hold my son, I held my son and I'm sitting there and I've got him and I know I'm not holding them right. So I'm like, "Ah, I I don't know what I'm doing. They just, 
they they I wouldn't cut the umbilical cord because I I didn't want to vomit and I didn't want to pass <laughs> up. Um, my wife and kid they can watch all these vet shows and all these yeah, yeah. plastic surgery. I can't do it. It just it I makes my stomach. Upset. I can't either. And my husband's always trying to get me to watch the shows. You know, like where they're like popping a boil or you know or like, oh, a, Dr. Or like and my daughter loves that shit. And I'm like, oh my God, no, I don't want to see that. My husband did cut the umbilical bowl. I was surprised. I was like, but no, that's, he also watched me get sliced and diced, but that's. Oh, I, I, I couldn't do it because I just looked at my wife the entire time. I'm like, doing great. Keep pushing. She was like, ah, and I'm just like, ah, cause my hands hurt. Right? So I don't know what the fuck's going on. And then, you know, they, they, the baby comes out. You want to cut the umbilical cord? Absolutely not. I'm going to vomit or I'm going to pass out. They're like, well, we can catch you. And I look back at the person behind me because they're like, we always have somebody behind the husbands just in case because it's a frequent event. Somebody passes out. And I look back and I'm six foot two. And at that time, I was about 235 pounds. So I'm a bigger guy. I look behind me, nothing against the female gender. However, when you've got right. somebody five foot six and weighs maybe 110 pounds and you've got some fat fuck like me going dead weight because I just saw something come out of my wife's vagina. <laughs> there's no way in hell you're catching me is essentially what I'm getting at. And I'm going to go to jail for murder because I killed whoever was supposed to catch me. Oh, so I'm sitting there and I'm pretty sure my wife is going to like really have a talking to me because I'm putting this out there. But I don't give a shit. It's just it is what it is. She knew. What I was think it's hysterical. Uh, I, I'm glad you do because I'm gonna it's get slapped the best thing ever because it's just like the amount of stories I hear of like my friends you know watching their wives where there's like having a baby and I know kids could be watching this and stuff but kids this is just like the real deal like whatever yeah. it's just it's all comedy again yeah. it's just like when a chick has a kid and like husbands have to watch it and what it's like the stuff that comes out of your body yeah it's just like you know in many ways you know it's a, it's a, obviously a beautiful moment, mm -hmm. but it's also really terrifying. <laughs> yeah. It's terrifying as fuck. I'm just sitting there. I'm holding this kid. I know I'm not holding him right. He's looking at me. He's like, don't fuck me up. And I'm looking at him like, please don't let me drop you. And then all these doctors are coming in and they're like, oh man, she's bleeding. I'm like, uh, what, uh, what's going on here? They're like, oh, nothing. Don't worry about that. I'm like, no, 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 no. I saw a Travis Tritt song on this one time, an old country song, and his oh wife died giving birth or some shit like that. Something happened because they bled a lot. No, it wasn't Travis Tritt. It was yeah. a Tim Ross song. Um, saddest fucking song in the world, but it's a beautiful song. Um, but I'm sitting there I'm like, no, no, no. What's going on? What's going on? They're like, oh, yeah, you're going to have to go over there, and you're probably going to have to go in the room. I'm like, absolutely not. I don't even, I, I know I'm not holding this fucker right. I don't know what I'm doing. I, I'm 19. I don't know what, I'm, I've never held a kid before. Somebody please help me. And I was so you're lucky. You're such a kid. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I didn't want to be the old parent. I didn't want to be the old parent, right? I didn't. I wanted to be able to like, you know, go out there. You don't want to be like me. Well, no, nah, I wouldn't even say that. Because like, no, I, I, seriously, I didn't have a kid till I was uh, 39. <laughs> hey, man, it, when it happens, it happens though, right? I wasn't, I, I wasn't ready. My tw I have a twin brother. He had mm -hmm. kids young. I don't, I was just like, I was not ready. I don't, I mean, I, I'm still not ready. <laughs> but, but are you ever really ready when it comes ever. to kids? I mean, you're never ready. And I still have to remind myself that I'm a mother, you know, I'm just like, as soon as it, or when my kid's like, mom, and I'm just like, oh, you're talking to me? Me. Ah, oh, shit. 
I, it is great, just, right? Like, you know, and I'm always getting in trouble for, you know, not being strict enough or doing all that kind of stuff. But that's again for the, the parenting podcast. But. Yeah, that's that's going to be part two of part and, Yeah, what the. <laughs> We got to come up with, we already came up with a name for a band. We got to come up with a name for this parenting podcast too. Um, we'll, uh, we'll it, circle back. Something like, are you fucking kidding me? No. We're parenting <laughs> shit. Parenting so, shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, uh, all the things they never tell you. All the things that they refuse to tell you. Yeah. Um, but you or know, the, all the things that pretending are not happening. No. <laughs> What to really expect? Uh, no, I'm not a perfect parent, and neither are you. Okay. Nope. No, I mean, no, there's no, there's no such thing as perfection. We can all always chase for it, but at the end of the day, it's you got to do the best you can with what you really got. Um, you know, and regardless of, I think, regardless of what mistakes that I make or you might make as an adult or as a parent, excuse me. I, I know my mom made it, made you know mistakes all the time. You know, but looking back, I'm like, man, she really tried. Like in that moment, I was like, man, she's really just really coming down on me, being an asshole yeah. because I'm not getting my grades up. And then I really think about it like, man, she just did not want me to be stupid. Man, she, she, she wanted you to be successful. She wanted me to she fucking. You, she wanted you to feel good about yourself. Exactly. When I my kid, you know, and it's such a weird time during the pandemic and stuff. That's a whole other thing for our parent podcast. But that's you know, episode three. Like, I mean, it's just like, that's what it is. It's about like, you want your, you want your kid to be successful and to have self-confidence and yeah. all those things. And it's hard when you're young to realize that your parents, that's what they want for you. You just think like, oh my God, they're being strict. I mean, I didn't have strict parents, but I went to boarding school. So they just shipped us off. But uh, that's a whole other story for our- That's episode four for the parenting podcast. Uh, get, get, get. Oh no, dos tres cuatro. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. yeah I, I said it earlier. You are a fucking fan, fascinating person, man. Uh, I, regardless of if or you don't get the show to come back on and talk about the show that you can't talk about right now, I want you to get that show. And if oh. they tell you no, tell me where I can deliver one of these right to their suck holes and I'll make sure they give it to you. Um, but I, I got to have you back on because we're getting towards, yeah. we already yeah. hit the hour. That hour went by real yeah. quick. Um, so, Oh, yeah, we hardly talked about anything. We have to do part duh. I, I don't even give a shit, man, because most of the time, that's what's so great about naming a podcast, what's in my head, um, because I'll just go off on these crazy tangents. Now, yeah. there is one thing I did want to ask you before you okay. left, because I got you on here for, for um, you know, my gym partner's a monkey. However, yeah, rolling through the Rolodex, not only did I, I find out- you're so happy, by the way, because that, that's more that, that a lot of people don't even know of the existence of my gym partner's a monkey. That that show was so ahead of its time. And 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 I got to work with Tom, you know, who's a fucking genius. So Yeah, I mean it's yeah. fucking SpongeBob. I mean, just yeah. like SpongeBob almost got me into animating. I mean, I was I always wanted to draw when I was younger. And that show was like, fuck, dude, if I could get on this, you know, we went to Universal, long story short, but we went to Universal. I saw them before SpongeBob it got released. They had storyboards and the artists were there, and it was the coolest thing I've ever seen. And at that point in time, I was like, I'm gonna draw for a living. And then I started looking at it. I'm like, man, I am not going to draw for a living. Cause there's just, I saw, it was crazy. Cause they have those big, those architect boards or whatever they're yeah. called drawing boards. So they're drawn and then he's just ripping up papers and throwing them behind him. And I don't know who it was, but I was like, Jesus yeah. Christ. I was like, I keep all of my pictures and my mom puts them on the refrigerator. 
and <laughs> going away all of them. So I don't think I'm going to be doing this for a living. Um, so it was, it was crazy, but a show you worked on that I absolutely love yeah. was a regular show. This one got me back into cartooning. Jeez, oh, uh, regular show. And I didn't even like, that was just like a few things. Yeah. It, so it doesn't have what you did. I can't even remember like that. That wouldn't even be fair because I'd have to even think back on the characters that I played on the regular show. That was so long ago. Like they would just, you know, throw me bones here and there. Um, what did I do? What were the, I don't even remember the characters that I did on. I know that was such a great show. It's fantastic. That one got me into back into cartoons when I had taken such a huge break up from them because everything looks so like a cookie cutter. It's like every cartoon yeah. from like 2009 to whatever. And then you got this show that comes out and you're like, holy shit. And it's funny. And I'll end it with this story. But yeah. my kid is maybe three or four at the time, right? No, I'm pretty sure he's less younger than that. I can't remember. But he was still in that stage where he wasn't wearing shorts around the house. He was just either wearing his pull-ups or, you know, a diaper or something like that. Okay. So, yeah, so we're sitting there, we're watching it, and they would, you know, Mordecai and Rigby, they'd throw up their hands, they go, whoa, right? My wife absolutely fucking hated it, right? She said it was the most annoying thing in the world. So it was fun because this was before he was like, ah, dad's, dad's cool, dad's coming home, so I'm waiting by the door. You know, we had the front door open, the storm doors there, so he could see out. So he's sitting there with a sippy cup, and then I would just hit him with a... And I'd point to him and he'd throw his little hand up and he'd go, I'd hear it before I got to the sidewalk or to the driveway. He'd go, whoa. And he's like, daddy's home. Whoa. Daddy's home. Whoa. And he would just go back and forth. And my wife's just oh, like, that's so awesome. that, that there, there was such an awesome era of like, what was my, um, it's funny because I don't watch cartoons very often, but I went through a little phase uh, when my kid was younger, so I was always seeking out really cool cartoons. But um, why is my brain not working now? Th the thing about Cartoon ne Network that was so awesome during that time period is that, you know, they were really the first ones who started hiring kids out of um, art school. Yeah. Who just had ideas because they were like, wait, where are we going to get the geniuses? Mm -hmm. And probably where are we going to get the geniuses for cheap? <laughs> but let's go and like go to the source. Yeah. And so they started hiring all these kids with their ideas right out of like Cal Arts. Mm -hmm. And, you know, these schools were had like chock full of genius young people who had ideas for you who were obsessed with their, you know, like creating a show. And yeah. so that's where a lot of those. But um, why is my brain not working? Um, shoot, my favorite, really one of my favorite animated shows from all time. And, and why am I spacing out? That was on Cartoon Network. That was the two brothers um, world, world. Oh, uh, Amazing World of Gumball? Yes. Yes, fantastic show. I mean, that's how my brain is not even working that I couldn't even come up with one <laughs> of my favorite shows in the world. I mean, I thought that show was brilliant. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. Because again, it was like one of those shows where it was so full of real stuff mm -hmm. and real life crap, but it was like, out there and visually so stimulating but the the storylines were so chock full of like good shit yeah genius show i didn't give that one the credit it deserved at first and my kid was like no you've really got to watch this oh my god that, that's what like a lot of people would say they'd be like eh. i'm like oh my god how do you not this thing is genius well it was just the the not the animation because the animation 
it's not like it was revolutionary, but it was different than what everything, whatever. Yeah. Well, they were mixing it, right? With like 3D, yeah. 2D and. Yeah. You know, and it was, it was, it was weird in a sense. It's like, oh man. And at that point in time, when it came out, I was, I was completely not against cartoons, but I was like, this is just stuff not meant for me. Right. I can understand. It's like, they want to, yeah. you know, they want to get the younger crowd. This is really yeah. made for kids. And I don't ever shit on anything when I know it's not yeah. for me. It's like, ah, just not made for me. Um, and then I was like, all right, I'm going to really give this a shot. I'll watch it. And the first episode sparked a joint. And I'm like, holy shit, this is the funniest thing I have ever seen. There's a goldfish. He doesn't have a bowl on his head. He's just out here walking. Yeah. And he's married to a cat. They're enemies. I had a fish one time. My cat ate it. He was an asshole. Um, he got in there, got into the room when we weren't in here. And he ate my little beta fish. I was like, so it, already it's stupid enough where these guys shouldn't coexist. However... It's a fucking fish and a cat, and then somehow the dad's a rabbit. Yeah. How the fuck does this oh, make sense? Oh, oh, it's the best. It's the best. The, 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 the relationship between the brothers. I mean, like just everything about it was. I was just looking at you, all your little toys in the back there, oh. and I just received in the mail as a little gift one of the characters that I play for a video game, and it's just like one of those video games that you know goes on forever and ever called yeah. Guild Wars, and. Um, so I just got, they sent me my character in a pop. Oh, that's awesome. But it's so much fun to get like all these things where you're like, oh, there. And I see in the back, you have all your little things. So to oh, see yeah. my little character in a toy version that they sent me. That's awesome. I never played Guild Wars. I uh, actually kind of gave up gaming when, uh, you know, it yeah, got. I don't, I'm not a gamer. I have no idea. I, I do them and I've never seen it. I've never watched anything I've ever done. I've hardly ever watched um, anything I've ever done with anything. Really? So I don't know. It's like I do it and then, you know, it's Set out it there in the universe. Yeah. And occasionally I'll do it. And then I'm like, sometimes I'm like, ooh, me. And sometimes I'm like, ooh, <laughs> ooh, me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But all right, well, I'm not going to keep you too much longer, but I do want to ask yeah, you. And I do. I was like, oh, I got to go anyway. No, no, no worries at all. Um, I always like asking this question. So I got a little microphone here. So just for, for, for picture purposes, I guess. So when you've done this for the last time, you've moved that microphone out of your face. You've sat back and you're doing whatever you're doing in retirement. What character or what couple of characters, when it comes to mind, when it's all said and done, really are on the forefront of your mind is like, man, I really loved every second of being this character. This character was me or I was this character. Do you have a couple characters that really come to the mind? Yeah, well, I don't think I'm ever going to retire. So, but let's just say when I'm, you know, on my deathbed, <laughs> thinking about all the things that are important, like the characters that I've done. <laughs> as I'm dying and my kids are holding my hands now. I'm not thinking about you. I'm thinking about cartoons. <laughs> no, no. I mean, God, I, I know this sounds so stupid, but it's just like, it's rarely that I don't love do, doing every single thing that I do. But mm. I mean, I would say that like, I still have like one of my favorite characters that I ever have done that n probably very few people ever saw this cartoon, but it was a cartoon called Mike Luanog. Oh, fantastic. And that I did, you know, with, with, um, you know, just like, it was like a, the whole cast was, you know, genius, right? So it was me, I played Mike and Lou was Nancy Cartwright and mm -hmm. Og was Dee Baker. Oh. 
and heavy hitters we did yeah and and that was one of the first shows i ever did i to this day it's like like that she was this chick from new york which is where i'm from and you know she gets stranded on this island with these two other characters and this whole group of people but um I don't know that 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 character has always like I just felt so connected to her, even though it wasn't like one of the most successful shows I've ever done. Like I've never lost my love for that character. I just loved that being that chick. Um, I love Luna Loud now, um, just because she's such a happy, open rocker, and yeah. so I guess that like I really connect with that. Um, you know, I loved, you know, Asajj Ventress and Star Wars because that, first of all, it was like just being part of the Star Wars universe was super fun. And, and even though it wasn't like, you know, other shows where I'm the lead character, cause I wasn't, I just, it was being just part of that universe that was yeah. a super fun experience. Um, and also just, I love playing badass Badass bitches. <laughs> um, and uh, I'm hoping that next time, I, I it's so hard because then I'd feel guilty because there were all these other characters that I loved playing because whether it was the character or the cast that was, you know, a part, like Fanboy and Chum Chum was just like so much fun, even though it was like such a silly cartoon and didn't have like the depth of other cartoons that I've done it was just like I loved who I was you know producing with and you know playing with and you know like the creator of that was amazing and that um but I would say that yeah in terms of like most like me where I had some sort of like oh I'm so connected I guess would be Luna, although I feel that she has much more exploration to have, to, to go on, and like oh god, damn, that's a hard question. Now there's so many characters that I've loved. Shit. <laughs> I mean, I love I love Cuckoo Loca, you know, and Mickey Mouse. It's just because she's so much fun, and she just you know, it's like she's just this little fucking. I I right so. God damn it. Okay. I, I can't answer your, I can't answer your question. It, it's, it's perfect. You gave me a couple answers out there. I, I love them so, so much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's perfectly fine. It's like picking your favorite kid, right? You can't, I mean, everybody's got a favorite kid. I'm sure. Right. Um, hey, right. I don't have a favorite kid. Uh, yeah. But, but yeah. Uh, luckily you have a girl. Cause then you can say my favorite boy, my favorite girl. Yeah. Oh, that's what my fingers crossed. That's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> So, but thank you so much for taking the time to spend it with me today. You could have done anything in the world, but you chose to do this. Um, I had my third latte, but instead I hung out with you. Shit, man. Everything from here on in is going to be coming up Millhouse at this point. Everything builds to a crescendo, I suppose. And like I said, you could have done anything else like that third latte, but you chose to spend a little bit of time with me. I'll be ever, for, I will forever be grateful. Excuse me. My tongue got tied. So. Thank you again. I can't wait to have you on. I can't wait to start this parenting podcast and this band. Um, yes. I'm gonna buy a. a yes. We're gonna get. The, we're gonna get those those uh, things made with our little poop on them. And that's I've got it. a tech guy that's fantastic. I'm gonna put him to work on some shit. 
quote and literally <laughs> figuratively. So. But uh, yeah, like I said, thank you so much, man. This has been Nika. I've been Julian and we are out of time. Thank you so much. And I can't wait to have you on again. Thanks for having me. Thanks no for problem. even giving and shit enough to want me talking uh, to me. Anytime you want to come back on, you let me know. And we'll figure this shit out. All right. I'll call you tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'll be here. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks again for checking out the What's in My Head podcast. If you're digging what you're hearing, leave us a five-star rating. That will help other fans of animation and pop culture find the show. Don't forget to smash that subscribe button, tell a friend, and I'll see you guys and gals next week. Good night.